Nearly a year after new contractors took over management of the military's managed health system, TRICARE is still seeing major transition challenges. Defense officials say not only have they issued corrective action plans to the two vendors, they've also imposed financial penalties on at least one of them. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. The year got off to a rocky start as the TRICARE system transitioned from a management structure with two regions instead of the previous three and new contracts awarded to deliver benefits to beneficiaries in those regions. The problems have been most acute in the West region, where the TRICARE officials initially had to waive the system's normal pre-authorization requirements amid long call center wait times, backlogged enrollments and referrals, and delayed payments to providers. Thomas McCaffrey, the Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, told Congress Thursday that many of the problems remain. 11 months after the new contract started. What we have been doing with the Defense Health Agency is actually exercising some of the, the tools we have in our contract. Uh, number one, we have been instituting corrective action plans by which the uh, health net needs to come back and identify progress to us on a regular basis. Uh, both myself and the director of the Defense Health Agency have directly engaged the executive leadership of HealthNet uh, and Centene Corporation, their parent. Um, we've also taken, um, uh, we've also utilized contractual ability to financially uh, penalize uh, HealthNet. So we will continue to uh, work these corrective action plans and use all the tools we have in our contract to hold them accountable. At this point, some of the biggest performance issues have to do with HealthNet's ability to maintain an accurate database of private sector health care providers in the TRICARE system, including up-to-date provider names and addresses. McCaffrey says HealthNet still has not provided a corrective action plan to address that issue. New Mexico Senator Martin Heinrich says he's heard much the same thing from his constituents. Now that seems pretty trivial, but that is a huge problem right now. Um, so that military treatment facilities can accurately refer patients. HealthNet is actually contractually obligated to maintain 95% accuracy in its provider directory. At the end of October, they're not even halfway there. They're at 42%. 42% is actually up from 25% in May. But most of the improvements actually result from removing inaccurate and duplicate listings, not improving data. So when asked for a plan for how they would achieve 95% achieve accuracy, HealthNet was completely unwilling to provide one. After nearly a year into the contract, this level of in inaccuracy is not only acceptable, but is directly impacting the speed and the quality of care for our military families. The transition to new managed service contracts comes amid a series of other major changes happening within the military health system this year. Also on January 1st, TRICARE restructured its health plans. Right now, it's in the midst of its first ever open season and transitioning its vision and dental plans to the FedVIP system that serves the rest of the federal government. And on October 1st, on orders from Congress, the Defense Health Agency began taking over the management of military treatment facilities from the Army, Navy, and Air Force. DHA now has administrative control of eight hospitals and clinics across the country. It will absorb the rest of the MTFs on the East Coast within the next year, and West Coast and overseas clinics will follow in 2020 and 2021. McCaffrey says the initial transition involved some hiccups, but DOD sees clear long-term benefits for long-term military medical readiness. The way the system has been structured for the last, uh, last decades, each of the services in essence runs its own healthcare system and has under that responsibility obviously making sure uh, we have uh, a ready medical force, 
Uh, we have a medically ready operational force, and they, they do that in a number of ways, one of which is to, to run a healthcare system, uh, to run a facility where our medical providers, our military medical providers uh, get the currency and the skills to be deployed. Uh, I think one of the benefits of the move to consolidate um, all of those uh, MTFs under one entity, in essence, is going to free up uh, the medical organizations of each of the services to focus uh, more exclusively on the medical operational readiness requirements. It's taking off their plate the responsibility of the day-to-day -day running of a healthcare facility. And McCaffrey says there's another benefit. When the military services do have to deploy for overseas operations, temporarily filling their peacetime jobs should get a lot easier. Right now, if I am a service running an MTF and I have to, on an emergency basis, deploy 10% of my staff, my solution set to backfill and keep that facility running is confined to my service. In the future, when we have one enterprise, the solution set will be much broader, uh, and the Defense Health Agency will be able to look across the system uh, to figure out solutions to backfill uh, that MTF and support that readiness mission. So I, th I think there's some good benefits. Meanwhile, as DHA takes on the management of military treatment facilities and tries to take more of an enterprise approach to the military health system, it's reconsidering how it uses private sector health care providers. In some cases, that might mean that patients who are assigned to MTFs might receive more of their care from off-base facilities. One of the things we are doing is looking kind of market by market uh, to determine uh, in that particular market what is the best service that we want to retain at our military treatment facility, what are things um, that we could put out into the marketplace um, as a way to focus uh, what our MTFs are doing on those uh, clinical issues that tie most directly to their, uh, their knowledge, skills, and abilities for being deployed uh, you know, in the combat setting. So I, that is an option uh, and something that we're looking at. Jared Serbu, federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM.